0: Got dreams of being a professional podcaster, but have no idea what you're doing? This is impossible. That's about to change. A new kind of school. Welcome to the Pod School Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. Last week I was talking about the concept of Pod Fade, which is basically getting a few episodes into your podcast and thinking. I've really underestimated how much work this is going to be, then walking away slowly hoping nobody notices you're not releasing any more episodes. It happens way more than you would think. You would know this if you have checked out the episode. If you haven't, make sure you check it out because I go through some of the ways that you can prevent that happening before you start so that you make sure that if you are going to jump in the deep end of the podcasting pool, you can actually swim. Very important. This week, I thought I would just focus on one of those elements, which is content. This is usually the main reason that podcasters will throw in the towel because coming up with content every single week for a show is very, very grueling. If you are doing a weekly show that's 52 shows a year, if you're thinking it's going to take a year or maybe longer to really build an audience, then maybe you have to come up with 104 shows worth of stuff before you even start to make a dent. If you are really struggling to come up with ideas for those pod podcast episodes, then it is going to be a much, much harder slog. So in this episode, I'm just going to go through some of the ways that you can find content that isn't just you sitting down, searching the dark recesses of your mind, hoping that there is something Thing in there that might be entertaining. I'm going to start off with some tips for shows that are more focused on a niche or are educational, and then at the end I'm going to look at shows that are potentially more like a radio show, like a breakfast or drive show where you and your co-host are sitting down talking about news of the day or maybe finding a funny or interesting angle on stories that are out. So to kick it off with that more niche podcast idea, so for example something like my show where I'm teaching teaching people about podcasting in particular, or maybe you have a love of knitting and you've got a knitting show. So it's quite easy to search the specifics of what you're talking about. Google is obviously going to be your best friend because you can just search your niche and find all of the stuff that's out there on that niche. I would advise going and finding some competitors if you have any in the space or people that are doing stuff uh, and writing content or doing blogs on the same topics that you're going to cover. Please don't copy them for the love of all things holy. Do not be that person that comes in and just blanket plagiarizes somebody else's stuff, especially if you are in a small niche. That reputation will get around Real quick. Basically, you want to be looking at other people's content and thinking, what have they missed? Or, how does this inspire me to do something that is more in my voice or that I have another angle on? You want to try and add to the content or use it as inspiration rather than just carbon copy what somebody else has done. That's very important because you don't want a reputation for being the person that goes around and steals other people's content. And the more stuff you read from other people, the more you will be personally inspired to come up with your own ideas. So you really always need your spin on it, but it can be great to research what other people are doing already and to see what's working for other people and to spark ideas in you. Twitter is also another great way to search for content in a niche. If you use the advanced search function, there are so many different things that you can search for. You can be specific about the geographic location of the person that's tweeting or the topic that they're covering or the individual hashtags that you're looking for. So that can be a great way to turn up not only content that is uh, being sent out, By people that are in the same niche as you, but also a source of content from questions that people are maybe tweeting out or problems that they're tweeting out. A lot of people, when they're on Twitter, will vent their frustrations about stuff. And maybe that gives you an opportunity to think, okay, great, you're frustrated about that. I've got content that can help you and can answer that problem. And then when you're releasing the podcast episode, you can always take a note of the people that tweeted about that stuff and actually personally sort of invite them to check out the content as well. That can be a really nice personal way to get content back into the ears of people who were searching for it and would probably assume that they were just bleeding into the wilderness and that nobody was hearing their cries. So if you actually turn around and say to somebody, hey, you had a frustration with this, here's an episode that can help you. That can be an awesome way to very slowly chip away at building fans and building a reputation as somebody who's really helpful. Facebook groups and pages are another way to get great information and questions and content. It is just important that you abide by the rules of the group that you sneak into. So often you will see people come into groups and they immediately start spruking their stuff. They're putting a link to their podcast in there. And this is not the way to go about navigating a Facebook group. Often when you join, particularly a private group, they will have a list of rules and it is very important that you obey those rules. Often one of the ones that's right at the top of the list is is no spooking. So jumping into Facebook groups and pages, you've got to remember these are communities of people who are looking for information or are looking for help in a certain area and they have come there to sort of help each other and to get guidance. They haven't come there to hear you shoving your podcast down their throat and an administrator will pretty quickly kick you off if you start doing that. Joining these kind of groups is a bit of a long-term goal to content. So you can actually find a lot of um, content in the questions that people ask. And it's always great for you to jump in and offer your expertise or answer those questions. That doesn't mean that people aren't going to then come to your podcast. It just means that you're going to establish yourself as a very helpful expert in that group and you will build a good reputation. And then sometimes in these groups, they will have a sort of sprooking day where you're allowed to spruik something. And then if you've actually gone and helped enough people and built your reputation in that group, people will see your podcast and think oh that's a person that answers all of those questions so it's a bit of a long-term strategy to get into those um, groups and to and to make those work for you but actually as a shorter term strategy a lot of the groups that I join around podcasting are a fantastic source of questions because people are constantly saying how do I do this what do I do this this has happened and I'm not sure how to fix it and you think oh there's a great podcast episode in that. So, joining Facebook groups in your niche can be a great way to get content, and it's really easy to search them. Just search what you're looking for in the search bar, and a bunch of those groups will come up. Reddit is also another place that a lot of people get content that I find a little tough to navigate, but that just could be because I'm old. Uh, now, if you are looking in a particular niche, Reddit has a lot of subreddits. So, there will be a lot of areas that they come. Topic areas that they cover where all of the content under that topic exists in a subreddit. Uh, And that is really content where other people are doing the work for you because they're upvoting and saying what they find most interesting and most exciting. And then you can just look at that and go, oh, okay, great. That's what most people are interested in. I might do something around that. So that can be a great source of content as well. There are now, since content has become such an issue for people, a lot of websites that are specifically designed to give you the kind of help that you need to come up with ideas every single week. Uh, one of the great websites I like to use is Quora. That is a QA and a website where people just ask questions about everything you can imagine. I mean, everything you can really get lost in the Cora rabbit hole. But you can search your specific niche and actually just find questions that people are asking in your space. And this can be a great way to work out what people want to know rather than trying to guess. You can actually see what people are asking. Um, Sometimes I can find some great questions in there. Sometimes there's random questions around podcasting that I'm thinking, I don't even know why somebody wants to know this. Uh, But it can be very, very helpful. So head to Cora.com to check that out. I will pop a link to everything as well in the show notes page. Just head to podschoolpodcast.com and type content into the search bar. There is also a site called Answer the Public where you basically type in a keyword and and it combines that keyword with a bunch of words like how, why, can, and it comes up with a whole bunch of sentences that can actually give you some ideas that you might not have thought about. Some of the combinations don't make any sense. Just before I started this episode, I just typed podcast into answer the public. And of course, things like podcast equipment came up, which is a great idea for a a podcast episode, but also damn near podcast and podcast near-death experience also came up because they were matching the word podcast with near so some of the ideas you think they're just a mishmash of words that don't make any sense but for the most part and they come up with a lot of options uh, you can find some really really useful things in there so I will again pop a link to that site on the show notes page but that can be really helpful as well uh, also Amazon if you search books in your niche you will often be able to read a few pages of those books but you can get a sense of what people People are writing about, you might be able to buy those books and read them. I find books on things a really interesting way of getting a bit more of an in-depth look at content. So yes, it takes a lot more time to read a book than just type a keyword into a website, but it can be another source of content just to see what other people are doing in that space. One other suggestion a lot of people say that is tough in the early days is to ask your audience. It is a great thing to do, but you often have to build up quite an audience to get that to happen. You should start the process definitely of in each of your episodes if you if you want to get questions from your audience of asking them to do stuff, because really the people who are tuning into your show every week are the ones that you want to be creating content for. So they can be a very useful source of content ideas. But again, it takes a little while to build up an audience and get to the point where you've got enough people listening to your show that will contact you and email in questions. So those are some of the ways that if you've got more of a niche offering or an educational show that you can come up with content that isn't just searching your head. If you are doing more of a radio style show, you're obviously going to be dealing more with news and current events and funny stories and pop culture and things that are happening of the moment. The thing that I teach when I'm teaching people about starting their own radio show or co-hosting a radio show is particularly in terrestrial radio so radio that exists in a certain location you are competing with other shows and you're all kind of looking at the same content most radio shows tend to look at a certain handful of websites because they're the main news websites and i always encourage people to try and look for something that is a bit more unique because you need to find a way to differentiate yourself from the competition obviously that Competition isn't so location bound when you're podcasting, but it's still important to think about things like that, not just go to the main websites. On the show notes page for this episode, I will pop a link to a few websites that I often use for content, but it's really good to trawl around and find things that aren't just the main mastheads. Sometimes it can take you a while and a bit of searching to find those things, but really it starts with a Google search for your specific topic or sometimes just searching around for interesting stuff and then you might find an article uh, on a website that you'd never heard about and then just bookmarking that website so that you can keep on coming back to it again and again. Regional newspapers are one of my favourite places to look for content as well if you're doing more of a topical style show. These are often the places that stories that eventually make it to Capital City Papers start but it's also a place that not many people are looking except for the people that live in those areas and regional papers can yield some of the best tales of amazing people, amazing stories. Uh, so they can be a really great thing to check out. And most of them have an online presence as well. So have a look around at the regional papers in your part of the world, or maybe even in different part of the world. So I can highly recommend the Northern Territory News here in Australia. Some of the stuff that they have on their front cover can be an entire show in and of itself. I used to also go a bit old school and like to go into newsagents and check out specialty magazines. You would be amazed at the number of specialty niches there are that can yield some ridiculous content. I think on one of my radio shows, I had an ongoing segment based off the Simply Crochet magazine, (laughs) purely because I couldn't believe there was a magazine entirely dedicated to crochet. But I find sometimes those little niches that you would not have even thought about actually can throw up some really funny stories or some funny ideas or some great ideas for show segments that you might not have thought about before. Again, your audience, once you develop one, can be a great source of content content. On our shows at Mamma Mia, we will always encourage our audience to email in on our show Mamma Mia Out Loud. We do a segment called Group Therapy and often our listeners will email with their dilemmas that they're going through. Sometimes they can be serious and really emotional. Other times they'll be more fun and a bit lighthearted, but it is a great source of content. Sometimes those segments are our favorite on the show and certainly they resonate a lot with our listeners. So once you develop your audience, you can actually ask them to send in some of their conundrums that you can sort of talk about or give suggestions for content. They can be a great source of content. And if you head to an old episode I have about getting callers on your show, I also talk about a tool you can use, SpeakPipe, where you can get people to actually um, record messages so that you can not only use their question, but also use their audio and their voice on your show just to give you a little bit of audio texture, we call it in the business. What a wanky phrase that. That is, finally, of course, social media can be a fantastic source of content if you are doing this kind of show. I used to search Facebook so much because Facebook is the place where your friends, family, colleagues, contacts, post the funniest, most frustrating, amusing, entertaining aspects of their life. Nobody is putting anything boring on Facebook. People are putting things up there or, of course, on Twitter if they find them amusing or interesting or they want to share it with the world. So check out your friends and family's Facebook pages, their Twitter pages, their Instagram and see if those things spark any ideas in you. I used to have a girlfriend of mine who had a couple of kids I don't have kids, so I didn't have any of that kind of content to mine. And as you know, there is a lot of content in having kids. And she used to post some of the funniest things on Facebook about what her kids were doing. And that would often be a source of content. Uh, And especially in my radio days, we would often use uh, her Facebook page for phone topics for people to call in because the stuff that she was posting was so relatable. You just knew that so many people would have similar experiences. So look, out to your friends' Facebook pages and social media pages for content because we all know people are just putting the best, funniest, most amazing versions of their lives on those things. Nobody is ever saying, I cry myself to sleep at night, even though we know that some of us do from time to time. So I hope that's helped you think about how to get a bit more creative with your content searching. You really want to try and get on top of this and as ahead of yourself as possible because this will be the one thing that has you dragging your feet and really thinking to yourself, oh, this is a lot like hard work. If you can get the content piece sorted, then the rest will flow a lot easier. So make sure you think about this creatively. Step outside the box. Don't just rely on your own head And the very best of luck with it. Thanks so much for joining me. Of course, if you are enjoying this show, I would love it if you left a little review in iTunes or wherever you listen. And if you want a little more help with your podcast, then make sure you head to podschool.com.au and check out my online podcasting course. I'll see you next week. And until then, happy podcasting.
1: That's all for today.